You're listening to The Process with Peter Martin, presented by Open Studio Network. Welcome to The Process. I'm so excited to have bassist, musician, extraordinaire, Mr. Ruben Rogers with us today. Oh, it's good to be here, Mr. PM. <laughs> What's Very going on? good to be here. Hey, life is beautiful. All right. Life is beautiful. In the loo. We've known each other for many years, and, and you're one of my favorite musicians. Uh, I mean, just beyond even all the incredible bass stuff that you have and the versatility and the musicianship we're going to get into all that but i yeah i I, I got more i want to hold it in reserve (laughs) you know um but i'd love to kind of start Mm -hmm. at the beginning because you're from a very special place Mm -hmm. um st thomas the island of st thomas us vi vi in the house what's up Mm -hmm. and um you know you you come from this you know it's just one of those special places i mean i think we all think of ourselves as from special places but that but that yeah. truly is just for the beauty of it right. but just to the number of amazing musicians that have come off the island yeah well um yeah i i, I grew up in 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 a very i guess you know a very special time which I, mean, I guess it's still special there because they're still turning out some really great musicians from from that area um uh i think it, it started really with with the you know the the music programs uh there in in the vi in uh in saint thomas you know uh probably specifically uh there's a, a great um a great band teacher her name is georgia francis uh mm-hmm. that that i was uh, was was uh, able to to study under uh, on the high school level even before that there's there's some other um, junior high programs that i, I was uh, able to um, you know, be exposed to a great you know concert band and and even marching band and and then through all that those programs had some uh, jazz kind of infused or or uh, come down from the states from former um, former alumni of those school of the, the high school to come and do uh, workshops and whatever mm-hmm. and. Um, and that this just turned me on to a lot of a lot of music and and I, and I didn't realize jazz was going to be my my life but uh when I was in about 7th or I guess it was 7th 8th grade it was 8th grade I was playing playing the electric bass and and uh playing in church mainly and and I heard this you know this music jazz and I was like whoa I, okay uh I got that bug and 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 here I am today but um for the most part I think it's always been a a part of of the tradition, I guess, of the musicians um, from St. Thomas, um, you know, St. John area, even St. Croix. That's the three Virgin Islands for people who, who don't know. Those are U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, St. Thomas, St. Croix, St. John. Uh, you know, they were purchased uh, in the 1950s or something like that. Anyway, um, uh, it's always been about, you know, looking out for each other and, mm-hmm. and, and giving back to the community and, and to the next generation of musicians. So, I mean, there's a good, you know, five or six uh, generations of, 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 I would say, jazz musicians. I guess all of us, all our love is, you know, uh, I guess is in, uh, how can I put it? We all love music. We play a lot of different music. Obviously, we come up in the, in the Caribbean, so we play a lot of that. But uh, but somehow uh, all of us have studied jazz over the over the course of our our life and made that 
a big part of what we do, even though um, a lot of other guys have gone on to, you know, to play you know, with the Dave Matthews Band or, or, or um, other great, great um, groups, um, still the core of, of what, you know, a lot of us do from, <laughs> from an island, yeah. uh, what we hold dare to us is jazz music. So as I said, it's, it's kind of started to be a tr tradition over the past, I don't know, 20 years of, of guys, you know, really looking out for each other and, and, uh, um, and giving back to, to, to the next generation. Right, know? right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, you know, when we mm -hmm. met kind of early 90s, mm -hmm. mid 90s, um, and I'd actually met Ron Blake, who's, you know, really certainly a giant. He's from St. Croix, right? Yeah, his family's from St. Croix. Okay. Yeah, and, but he grew up in St. Thomas. He grew up in St. Thomas, yeah. right. Uh -huh. So I had met, you know, mm -hmm. Ron when I was playing with Roy Hargrove, mm -hmm. and then, you know, Dion Parsons I met around. Right. Same mm -hmm. time, and other musicians, I always assumed, I'm like, man, they must be from this mm -hmm. huge island with, like, millions of people, because, <laughs> right. you know, so many great musicians kind of in New York during that time, mm -hmm. um, and it was, like, the same number that were from, you know, New York or Chicago or New Orleans right. or whatever, mm -hmm. and, and then the, I remember the, shortly thereafter, the first time I went down to do a gig, I was like... Wow, you can drive across the island in like yeah. twenty minutes. You better believe it. It's very, very. And they were like, "Oh, and St. Thomas is the biggest one, by yeah, the way." Yeah. I think I think it's uh, squir thirty square miles, actually. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's like tiny. Right, you know? right. So yeah. that's yeah. I mean, definitely uh -huh. fertile ground um, for great music. So can we just jump back a little bit to even mm -hmm. before what what age did you start playing? Because I know you started on electric mm -hmm. way before you were playing acoustic. Right? Yes. Oh yeah. Wait. I mean, I. I dabbled in, in playing, uh, you know, the clarinet and mm. guitar, piano, you know, those kind of things, even drums. Um, before I, I, you know, came to the bass, um, I'd say even from the f from the fourth or fifth, fifth grade or so. And uh, when I went to the sixth grade, um, that's actually when it's funny. I, when I first started going to public school, I went to private school up to about fifth grade, and my my parents were like, you know what? It's, I think we can't afford this anymore. I guess you know. Let's 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 do that. And it was me and my brother. I have a twin brother, right. and we went into sixth grade. And I would say that was the start of my my musical journey, actually, because I wanted to play the saxophone. And my uh, band teacher, uh, Joe Francis, I went on to Georgia Francis was the next teacher. But Joe Related? Francis, no, they're not. Oh, wow. Actually, this is kind of funny. He he basically told me, look, we're going to start you on clarinet because if you once you get to saxophone, you'll be playing the mess out of it because clarinet is a much harder instrument, but it, it will, you know, give you the, 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 um, the tools mm -hmm. uh, to play the saxophone even better. I mean, at first I was like, what? You know, uh, I'm like, that's a girl instrument. But <laughs> you know what? It, it, it really, I really excelled at, at playing that instrument when I, you know, in concert band. I ended up playing it in concert band. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing about the bass, I found the bass was that, I, you know, my, my parents are, 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 are ministers, both of them. And right. obviously they were then, they are now. And uh, I used to play in church. I used to see, sorry, I used to see the bass player in our church. He was mm -hmm. actually, you know, a really good bassist. He's still a great bassist, mm -hmm. and and he just pulled me in with his playing, his you know, his charisma on the instrument. And um, I used to play clarinet in the church, you know, mm -hmm. I just play along, you know, and just uh, play by ear. And I just I just loved play along. And then one day uh, I was like, you know, I, I want to take lessons on the bass just to to see what it is because I love the instrument so much. I didn't have one, 
but I used to go by his house for a few times and he showed me the you know, notes on the string mm-hmm. and, um, um, and uh, what else? Uh, I don't even maybe a few songs that you know that we that that he was playing at the time in church, uh, but fast forward. I mean, my my mother ended up giving giving me just like Fisher Price bass one one year for Christmas, and and uh, that was that was to it pretty much. I used to play that every single day. I just loved playing. I just play along with records all the time. This is before I even know what jazz was, and uh, and as I mentioned before, I guess. When I was going to the the uh, when I was in the eighth grade around that time, that's when actually the same Dion Parson mm-hmm. and Ron Blake came down to do a, a master class, and uh, they just turned you know just my ears were like what what is that? And I remember going straight to Modern Music, which is the only like you know. Uh, only music store, record store, you say. Uh, at the time, there were it was tapes getting ready to go into CDs at that time. Right. You know, this was be what 80, 80, 88, 87, 88. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> it was in that in that range somewhere. I mean, it might have been later. I mean, just saying. But uh, 80s, 90s. Yeah, in that in that range. And uh, the first records I got were uh, or oh, tapes. There were tapes. Right. I got were. were uh, a good a good mix. It was uh, Thelonious Monk's greatest hits, uh, Miles Davis' greatest hits, Jaco Pastorius, which is was his first solo yeah. album, and Stanley Clark. This bass could only talk. Those were the four I got. So it was like, cause the guy he was like, you know, I asked, I want some jazz records. <laughs> he was like, huh? He said, what do you play? I was like, hey, bass, electric bass. So. Little did I know, it's funny. He gave me like a good mix right. of yeah. what you know what would be like my next little bass anthology (laughs) you know and i was not i mean i knew i mean i learned all that stuff i mean i couldn't play all what jocko was playing obviously (laughs) but I soaked it all in, man. Like every day, I would listen to those four tapes, you know. And then I just got hungry, and I would go back and and get some more. I mean, unfortunately, I was too hungry sometimes. I would go and steal a lot of those. <laughs> I would go and steal a whole bunch because he oh, man, at the time, on. yeah, don't tell anyone. But anyway, but uh, but it, it it was in transition to CDs, right? So there was so much. There he had this like bin of tapes that he would just have, like, and it would just be. It would be mostly jazz stuff, basic right. stuff he wanted to get away, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. give away almost, or just get rid of. So it wasn't stealing that because he was giving yeah, them away. Exactly. Basically. I mean, it was like four dollars <laughs> for for tapes or whatever. But I was like, oh, nobody wants this anyway, so I would just slip them in my my. I mean, yeah, I'm not proud of saying that, of saying, but you know, hope no one comes for me now. But but uh, I I used that that's actually a, a, me and my cousin who I'm going to see tomorrow. Actually, it's funny in Baltimore. We used to just go in there and we have our plan. We like, look, he's a drummer, and uh, we'd be like, "Look, all right, you distract the deal, we'll go over here." And we would slip like four or five tapes at a time, and go and just just because we wanted to listen, you know, right, listen right. to music. We do that like almost every week for a certain time until we were like, you know what, let's let's cut, let's cut our losses because we might get caught one day. So, um, but I mean, that was how hungry we became, like, because we just couldn't afford to to, to really. You know, buy music at the time, especially because CDs were like then were like thirty dollars or something like that. See if you'd come up today, you know, everybody's stealing music. Exactly, you just go <laughs> online. We're a part it. of it, right? <laughs> but fast forward, I, I basically, you know, I, I started to 
play a lot in um, in church, and then uh, as I start to learn the vocabulary of music uh, uh, of jazz, um, I I got a really good opportunity to start playing um, with the local music, some of the be better local musicians on the island. Um, mainly because my, I had big, big ears from playing in church. Right, right, right. You know, because that was all by ear. It was right. all by ear. It was right. all by ear. I had big, big ears, and I was—I mean, I was just really uh, a natural with that. And um, one of the music, one of the greatest, one of the great uh, pianists from then, his name is uh, uh, Louis Taylor. I think you've actually yep. met him a couple yep. times. He he picked up picked up on that really quick. One time he saw me playing with um with the, the high school band like mm. at ninth grade or something like that, and he was like he went came, he went to my teacher Georgia Francis was like is uh you know can I get you know info on 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 your student Ruben and uh and she was like oh okay he said yeah, yeah I saw her and play and he saw he he got something I, I'd like to just work with him if if it's possible. And I mean, and that was that was the, I think that was really a, a big step, a start that he actually heard something and put took me under his wing. I mean, he needed a bass player too, but right, right. But he really everybody does. Yeah, I mean, you know, he <laughs> fell out with one of the be the better bass players on the island. He was like, "Well, I'm gonna bring this dude up." And and that he, me playing gigs with him, I think really helped start. You know, just you know, because I he you know he would be playing. And he, you know what? You know, once I love, I like no. He like all right, just just. Listen for a minute. Mm -hmm. He just start playing. I just look at his left hand or just listen, and we. I just start learning these tunes. You know, I mean, later on I realized, you know, about thirty percent of the tunes he was playing wrong, but that was okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you I know? think. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we we talk about the process. What I'm right. what, what I see, and it's so fun to be in here talking to great artists and seeing uh -huh. the similarities. Because you know, we don't. I mean, we talk about this, and you know, you brought me down. To, to St. Thomas to do gigs and meet these people. So it's like, I feel like I know, right. you know, no what, what, what that was like. But also, you know, we all have these things. And I think it, it, it should be and it is interesting to people, especially young students. It's like what you're mentioning, you know, the hunger to hear the music to the point of stealing. You know? right. <laughs> but I mean, really just that thirst for like, I want more of this. Uh, but then also the ear training that you got from mm -hmm. coming up and playing in the church and, and also just having to pick things out by ear as opposed to thinking, ah, I'm rigid with the page. So you developed that. I mean, I'm sure you had good ears going into that, but like that development and then that extending once you were getting into the jazz and listening to the recordings right. and probably didn't have music on any of that and just trying to pick the stuff out. Exactly. The perfect thing to lead up to the skills that you would use, you know, right. to this day. Yeah. Um, and then also... You know, the teachers, you know, the band mm -hmm. teachers that, you know, you mentioned by name that, that mm -hmm. you know, guided you. And then now that element of, you know, being able to play in a professional situation with the, with the older musician right. that knows tunes. And then you're having to use your ears again, you know, to learn those tunes. And, like, you can kind of see how those building blocks yes. go together, yes. you know, to, to build you into the musician that you are today. I mean, I feel, you know, it's funny. It, it was a learning curve for me definitely to even learn to read music. Actually, on the bass, I could actually read music pretty good on the clarinet, obviously from playing the clarinet. Yeah. But somehow that transitions to bass clef and right. another instrument being that everything I knew about the bass all came, you know, I guess already from, from, from my ear. Right. It was it was an interesting transition for me. It, it was a learning curve that actually I would got to say my... My high school teacher, Georgia France, she was really patient with me and helped me mm. with. And she was like, "Look, you know, you know." And she, you know, forced me to be like, "Look, you have it. You know it. You just need to apply. You know, apply yourself because 
you everything has to come catch up with itself. You have the musicianship, you have the airs, but somehow you know you, the transition of bass clef and another instrument. You you don't want to do it because you I don't know for whatever reason you know it's 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 challenging for you and you have to overcome that, get over that hump. And right. uh, thankfully, I did get over it. You know, um, but it was just obviously from just doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it as much as possible. Right. Um, and yeah, I That's mean, cool. it was it was it was some it was some good some good times. I mean, those those building blocks. I'll, I when I always think about it and and, and uh, I just I'm so thankful that I was able to have those opportunities. Absolutely, you That's know? great. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I want to move on now because mm -hmm. you you know you've done so many mm -hmm. you know interesting things and are doing so many interesting things in your career. But I know mm -hmm. probably the next you know stage was Berkeley going to Boston like so many great musicians right. mm -hmm. but can you just kind of talk about how that happened and I mean we're always mm -hmm. joking with you that you that you carved out your base and then <laughs> you know rode your way to the mainland but I, I realized there was probably an airplane no, involved no, it didn't quite work out that way sir <laughs> yeah, thank you right. thank you I'm, I'm willing to finally accept that it didn't happen like that. but um uh -huh. yeah just kind of how you ended up at Berkeley and what it was like kind of you know getting there and the musicians that you met and everything, but specifically how you got there from St. Thomas. Well, I mean, I, there was a, as I said, there was a, a great group, I should say. There was a great, you can edit this. Maybe no, there's no editing. So. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a, a great group of um, classmates, I should say, musicians. All of us were coming up together. I mean, I, maybe not all of us are even music now, but right around my 11th grade, 12th grade year, uh, yep. we uh, really were trying to, I don't know, <laughs> push our little envelopes and, and and playing all this fusion, playing all this, you know, as much as we could. We were, it was a, a really, um, I don't know, for our ages, we were doing some things that, that no one else out on the island or any any young group was trying to do, especially in jazz. Right. You know what I mean? Because the young was, guns down there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we were like, okay, we let's try this. Let's play in seven. Let's do this, and uh, and we would actually be in the practice room doing it like, all day, every day. You know right, what I mean? Right. And uh, so anyway, it was a little combo that we had in our. What in was our, the name of that group? I know it had a slick. No, it, it it wasn't even a group. It was. Oh, you know what? It was catharsis. We See, I knew catharsis. it. Catharsis. I remember you saying this before. Catharsis. It was <laughs> called catharsis, but it was really the high school jazz band. Right. right you know what right, I mean? Right, right. But combo, jazz combo right. it was. Off and the books. Yeah. Off the books. But off the books. <laughs> when we do something like, we used to call ourselves catharsis. I, and I think about how we even come up with that name. You probably grabbed it high thesaurus. School, right? Uh, <laughs> look for a big, cool-sounding word. <laughs> so, um, they had a high school uh, comp competition at right. Berkeley. Okay. Uh, but of course, island island style, the uh, application got in late, so we weren't able to <laughs> we weren't able to actually like carrier pigeons, right? <laughs> <laughs> we weren't able to actually compete in the high school competition at Berkeley, but they were like still come up, you will still be able to get adjudicated a certain kind of way, and right. and they'll be able to um, you know give you some pointers or whatever, and right. experience Boston, whatever. I guess they gave us some hotel rooms or whatever, so. We were like, okay, let's let's go up anyway, yeah. and we uh, it was I guess four or five of us. We went to Boston, and and I, they raised the band boosters raised money to go there. It was not think about it. They 
they raised all this money for us not to, to go up, but not to compete. And so, yeah, I'm like, what? What? You know, but, so excited for you. Yeah, they just wanted us to get, get go, just go. But um, anyway, when we got there, all of us were able to actually try out for scholarships. Anyway, right. we were able to audition for scholarships. So this is during 11th grade. This is grade. actually during the 12th grade. Okay. Right. And uh, we went there. We got. I mean, I think all of us got maybe partial scholarships. Not maybe not all of us. Yeah, just definitely two of us end up going. Only two of us end up going uh, to Berkeley. But I think I, yeah, I got maybe I got some money. It wasn't a whole bunch, but enough to say like, oh yeah, that's where I'm going to go. I didn't even apply to any other schools or oh, wow. anything. Right. Even though, of course, you know, the counselor was like, you need to do it. You need it. <laughs> You need a backup plan. Yeah, then you got to have a couple. And I was like, whatever, man. I'm just going there. You know, I, I mean, I, because my whole thing was to just go to school. Okay, now I know it's Berkeley. And come back to St. Thomas. And that's going to be my life. I'm right. going to come back, maybe teach, play gigs. Because I was already playing money. I was playing gigs already. Right. I was like, oh, I can do this? Yeah, no problem. You know, I just wanted to play music. I didn't care what it was. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't know anything beyond uh, really Berkeley. Yeah. I mean... But I thought I was definitely coming back to, to St. Thomas. So anyway, I got to uh, Berkeley in, in uh, the fall of 92. Mm -hmm. I have to get into that par partial scholarship half a year before or whatever. And uh, I say that changed my life. That changed everything. Mm -hmm. You know, coming to Boston, being in a, in a city, not just Berkeley, but the New England Conservatory, uh, um, you know, Boston, so many musicians in the Boston area. Right, right. And opportunities to play really opened up so much for me. Um, and uh, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, I just walked into Berkeley, maybe the first, it was the first day, it was the first day I pretty much got there, checking into the dorms, trying to look, look for my room or whatever. This dude saw me with the electric bass on my back. And you know he, he confirmed. He's like, "That's that's electric bass on your back." I was like, "I was like, yeah, yeah." He's like, "You want to play a session?" I'm like, "Oh, it, it, he just yeah. want to make sure it wasn't a guitar." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, nah, 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 we have plenty of guitar players <laughs> at Berkeley. Right? <laughs> and uh, he he told he said, "Well, I think it was early in the day, so it was like 12, 1 o'clock, whatever." He says, four uh, o'clock at room E eleven or whatever it was." We're gonna let's just meet us there, and we'll we'll. we'll uh, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, great. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My first gig in the states. The day I, I just, arrived. Uh, yeah, I just went to that room, and it was just a random group of like musicians. I don't even remember how it went. I think it was a pretty sad session, but but we just started jamming. I I, I swear, from that day on, pretty much the whole time I was in Boston, I played every day. I played every day. I mean, I, it'd be like two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes people like hey, I would. I remember putting down in my in my. I had like this little notebook. I would schedule everything, and people like, oh, we have a two o'clock session um, in room so and so. It would be in studios or something like that. Right. Like, MP, uh, production majors would be trying to work out their stuff, and they'd yeah. be like, can you come in just? And I'd be like, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. I'd be playing duos, trios, quartets choir it'd be anything it'd be reggae it'd be calypso it'd be uh, funk it'd be gospel it'd be jazz i mean i was just playing all the time you know and i think that that growing pain or that that 
really helped me a lot mm -hmm. um, in, in, in that moment, especially in my development in that moment. Um, because coming to Boston was like, okay, I was like, wow, a smorgasbord of just musicians that, you know, I had, you know, I could do anything, you know. And fortunately, I was able to really be around some of the best musicians who play jazz, you know. And that really kicked my butt. I mean, so like about a half a year, once again, Georgia Francis, I didn't have an upright bass, but she was still plugging away in St. Thomas trying to figure a way for me to get an instrument, you know? And wow, it makes me a little, ugh. Right. I keep I it together. Do I, do I see a little tear Keep it together, on, on Ruben. Ruben there? <laughs> she was plugging away, trying to figure out a way to get me an instrument, and they had a, a St. Thomas Arts Council. They came up with, they came up with, uh, it's between a thousand and twelve hundred dollars, and I think I got like five hundred dollars from a Pell Grant or something like that mm -hmm. to buy my first upright bass. Wow! In Boston. In Boston. Nice. She, woo, Georgia. <laughs> she pulled that together somehow. When I think about it, you know, I always, I always thank her for that. But like, she was still plugging around. She was like, because I always wanted to play the upright bass, but I just couldn't afford to have one, you know. So when you came to Berkeley, that you were just doing electric then. Just doing electric. I mean, you I had got, I had got some tutelage, some, some experimentation with uh, upright bass. The like, my eleventh, twelfth grade year, um, she got an instrument, but because I was such a knucklehead. <laughs> I, it was hard for me, and I didn't have a teacher, mm -hmm. per se. So I was trying to play it, and I was just really frustrated with the instrument. It wasn't a great instrument, but it was something. Right. I even had a guy from St. John come over who was there for like a short time and um, show me some stuff, and I tried. But I was so frustrated, I just ended up just putting it away, mm -hmm. just putting it away for like a good year. It was there for two years, the last, my two last two years. And... Um, and I was like, oh, I'm cool. I just want to do this. And then, you know, somehow a light up went off like six months before I even left St. Thomas. I was like, man, I got an upright bass. You know what? Let me try again. Mm -hmm. And I went into the room that they, they had the bass in the corner because you had like a whole bunch of instruments. In, 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 and I went to pick up the bass and the bass had opened up. It had the seams because of the air condition, the heat and all mm -hmm. that. The bass had come apart. Oh from neglect and from being in a really horrible situation. I was like, ah! <laughs> So we had to get it fixed somehow. It was this guy, this, this woodworker, ended up fixing it maybe. So I actually played some of the bass maybe the last couple months I was in St. Thomas. Mm. So it was just a common, and, and you know, Georgia was on me. It was like, you want to learn? I know you don't have a teacher, but you know, you got to stick at it and still figure it out. So I had some kind of, time with the instrument but right. I didn't I didn't have I was really frustrated because then no one to show me exactly what I needed to do to, to get better on it right, you know? right, right and and then I was also just busy with sports and chasing girls you know at that time too right, right, and right. I you know I was happy just playing electric right so when I got to Boston I had very little 
time with the instrument and my first half a year I used to borrow guys instruments mm -hmm. to try and just I was like I'm here now I really got to figure this out right, you know because right. oh just because I wanted to even if I didn't know it was gonna be my life still at that time right 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 you know um but then anyway I got the instrument and that was that was it man it was so serious some serious growing pains but as I said fortunately I was playing with some of the best musicians in school and even in Boston, right. you know, because you know, I didn't, I didn't have much technique, but I, I, you know, just like any bass player even today, if you got a decent sound, a decent beat, you gonna work, right? Right, right. You know, <laughs> so I, I had a little bit of both, and so people would take a chance, chance on me, yeah. you know, and because of the big ears, even though the, inter, even the notes were flat and sharp, or you know, <laughs> you know even today, uh, it, it. They would still take a chance because they just wanted, you know, to make sure the foundation was there. They could feel it, and they were yes. like, okay, you know, you know. And as time went on, I, you know, I, I started to figure it out. Take some lessons with, you know, with my teacher, with Brown. Uh, and I, you know, I, I you know, I, I seeked out tutelage from, you know, many musicians from Rufus Reed to Ron Carter to mm -hmm. even John Patucci. Um, the list can go on and on uh, over the years. But those, those first few years at Berkeley were 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 a huge 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 um, learning mm -hmm. experience for me just to just to be amongst all those great musicians and and reach be really really in the I guess the trenches just like every day right right whether it was in school or out of school the process with Peter Martin is presented by open studio network learn from the masters this episode of The Process is brought to you by Jazz St. Louis. For a full concert calendar or to check out some of Jazz St. Louis's education programs, go to jazzstl.org.